Welcome back, sporting fans, to another spectacular episode of Paint the Wall podcast. I, of course, am your host, Steve, and I am joined again by a man who is confused by stairs. You all know him as the lovely Logan. It's just, like, why do I have to take a step every time? Like, why can't I just be at the top? I don't understand why I have to, like, take each stair. It's stupid, just, they're dumb. So you're just you're just referring to escalators. You only have to take one step and then Yeah. Why would stairs be a thing? Like why yeah. why can't I just escalate everywhere? That makes sense. I thought so. Anyway. Well, fun's over. Yeah, that's about as much fun as we're gonna have today. Yeah, now we get to go into uh sporting Kansas City's four to one loss, miserable, pathetic loss to Seattle at home. Yeah. That was a yeah. rough one. Uh, I'm not super excited to talk about it, but we can delve right in here. Uh, uh, yeah. Logan, opening thoughts. What do you think? Of well, it? I mean, my thoughts are pretty simple. Um, we looked like garbage on pretty much every facet of the game. Uh, there's not a lot of positives to take from it. I mean, our defense looks sloppy. They look slow. They, uh, the fact that all four of our goals came from basically the same exact play over and over tells me that nobody cared about, you know, making game plan adjustments, none of that. And so it was just a really, really frustrating game all in all. I mean, pretty much as soon as we scored the goal from the rest of the game, it was just awful. So, Yep, I agree 100%. That was uh, the opening goal was cool. I felt pretty excited. I was like, Mm -hmm. ooh, you know, no Rui Diaz. Yeah, they have Jordan Morris, but most of their attacking power is gone. Well, I was well, wrong. Did you know? Yeah, I was wrong. Uh, apparently, Jordan Morris was all they needed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Jordan Morris has now scored more goals against us in that game than any other team this year combined. Yeah, yeah. so that was a rough one. Um, mm-hmm. I think one of my biggest opening thoughts that I noticed, uh, I was not super happy with Pulse Camp's performance. Yeah, I would. Um, I would agree. He, he looked a little out of sorts. He looked a little uh, like he wasn't quite ready for that much pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know on the first the first goal, uh, he got beat. Well, he didn't get beat. The cen- center backs got beat on a cross. Uh, it was a really nice cross, so it's it's hard to, to necessarily pin him down. You still mm-hmm. would like to not get beat. Uh, but overall, on the night, uh, Seattle was a lot faster than we were, and that was a problem yep. that we were not figuring out how to solve. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a hard problem to solve because you only have so much speed yeah. on your team. Um, sure. And we were having trouble keeping up with them. Uh, I think that's a good example of a play. I think Pulse Camp should have come out on that. Um, and at least, I don't know if he gets to the ball, but he at least cuts down the angle and makes it a harder shot. Yeah. Um, I think uh, later, I believe it was, his, it was the 67th, 69th minute goal. So Morris's third goal. I don't remember exactly mm-hmm. which one it was. I think it was his third goal. Um, it was the same play. Same cross, same lead up, same score, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the one where uh, Volader made the really nice slide yeah. um, and cleared it out over the over the end line. Mm-hmm. Um, on that one, Pulse Camp did come out. Yeah. So I saw that and I was like, okay, to me... 
he took note from the first one and was like, I probably should have came out on that and at least cut down the angle. So he, we end up later in the game, he gets the same cross to the same guy, and he mm-hmm. does come out. Fortunately, his center back picked up some speed and made a really nice slide on that one. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was, you know, I'll probably talk more on this later, but that was mm-hmm. kind of my initial thought was I, I wasn't super happy with Paul's camp this game. And I agree. And, I mean, you and I have had our – differences on Pulse Camp's role in the team at the moment. Um, but this is the worst that Pulse Camp has looked this season up to this point. Uh, and I mean, I'll be honest, this is the worst I've seen him play since he's been on our team and like making regular starts. So this is definitely one of the worst games he's had. Uh, and I mean, you can tell he was, he was frustrated. He was mad. So he knew he knew where he was messing up and I think he knew what he was doing. But like you said, there's there's only so much you can do to beat speed. Uh, you can obviously combat it. There's you know things you can do to try to negate that, but everything we were trying wasn't working. And I mean, I it was hard to tell if we were even making any adjustments at all for the speed. Uh, it seemed like we were just kind of trying to play stout defense, and it wasn't working. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, it's been Sporting's mo for ever. You know, stiff defense, counterattack, score goals. That's just kind of what we've always done since, Mm -hmm. you know, back when they were the Wizards. Always. That's just always what they've always always done. Yeah. But it's not – it's just not – that's not how the MLS plays anymore. Right. It's hard hard to do that, and it's hard to do that when you're playing against a team that's that fast, especially Mm -hmm. when you also – play with wing backs that like to push forward, and that's how you like to play is push them forward. So you push them forward, and now they're getting beat trying to come back. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just That was a good example of uh, our strategy not working. Um, now, of course, it did not help that we lost a man uh, in the 63rd yeah. minute. That did not help at all. Yeah. Uh, that definitely made it. You know, it was 2-1 to one when that happened, when Sweat mm-hmm. got his second yellow. Um, it was 2-1 to one at that point. So we were still in the game, I think. Mm-hmm. But Absolutely. it switched us into this, like, we have to ultra defend and try to, you know, because now not only are they faster than us, they're also up a man. Right. So we're trying to drop back and hold back, and now we don't have anybody pushing forward. And when we do, they're kind of out of sorts. And I don't know. It was just kind of a nightmare pretty much from that point on, really. I, I didn't, For sure. Y- you know, I would say from the first goal, but I, I really think it was just the second half. The second half was kind of a nightmare. Yeah, I'd agree. You know, I, you're gonna you're gonna give up goals. It's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. But no, I agree. I agree. It was the first half was not bad at all. I mean, the the goal we conceded, like you said, the cross was spectacular. And you know, I don't as much as in hindsight, obviously we you know we can say Pulse Camp should have come out. It's really hard in that moment to make that judgment call, and so I can't fault him that much for that goal. That being said, second half you're continuously making the same mistakes. It, you know, that's when the game fell apart for sure. Yep. I agree. Um, I mean, Pulse camp did do some nice things in the 59th minute. He had a really nice save on a, uh, I believe it's a low chew. Is that how you say his name? I think so. I, Uh, they, I stopped listening, so I have no idea. I was going to say, I should have remembered it honestly, because Mm -hmm. they said it a hundred times because he had a hell of a game. Um, Yeah. But uh, Le Chu or whatever his name is, he had a nice shot uh, that Pulse Camp did make a nice save. But when you really kind of break down the save, 
he had to make a nice save because he wasn't on his line. Like, he mm-hmm. wasn't in the right spot, so he had to come yeah. back and make a nice tip save, whereas normally that shot is just you go up and catch it, and you're good to go. Yeah. Um, I did put a couple other notes here I'll go over. I already went over that one. 70th minute, Ladero's cross finds Jordan Morris for the hat trick. Um, that one on oh, his hat trick, that was his uh, one with his head, I believe. Might have been the one with the foot. I don't really remember which one was which. Mm-hmm. Um but the, he basically scored two, uh, both on crosses, and they were basic. One was his foot, one was his head. I think yeah. Paul's camp has to come out on that and put mm-hmm. and punch it away. I mean that yeah. ball that ball was played in at the top of the six yard box, mm-hmm. about three yards away from where Paul's camp was. Right. I don't have any idea why he doesn't come out and try to make a play on that. Yeah, um, that's just I me, don't. I guess. And then the last goal, um, his the one in the seventy seventh minute. It really just looked like the defenders were watching around, watching a really nice cross come in, and mm-hmm. Morris just slotted it, put it in. Yeah, yeah. It looks like the 10 guys that were left on the field were just watching good soccer happening and not defending it. Yep. But mm. I guess we can move away from that bad stuff. Was there anything that you <laughs> liked from the game? Anything anything positive, anything like that? Um, I mean, Johnny made a season debut. That was good to see. Uh, he didn't look terrible doing it. He looked decent. Uh, he was. It was obvious that he was still trying to f- kind of get his legs about him and kind of remember how to play soccer. Um, but he was doing the Johnny things, and he was he was doing the stuff that you want him to see. So I was I was really happy to see him on the field. It didn't look like fitness was an issue. I mean, uh, for you know, thirty minutes, twenty five minutes, it's kind of hard to say fitness wasn't an issue. But he didn't appear to be struggling in the time that he was on the pitch. Yeah, I uh, I didn't have very many either, but obviously Johnny making his debut. Of course, Peter said uh, after the game in an interview that had he known uh, how what was going to happen the rest of the game, he would not have played Johnny. Johnny came in sure. in the 61st minute, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. Red card was 63rd minute, so it all went downhill yeah. from there. Um, I think yeah. Polito plays in that game if we're not down 4-1 to one by the time he mm-hmm. would have come in anyway. Um, yeah. And I, th- I think I remember reading Peter basically said, I, I wasn't going to put Polito in because why? There's no point mm-hmm. at that yeah. point. So um, that's a bummer. But at the same time, it's a positive because that means he probably is ready to play. Yeah, I would say um, so. So I do like that. Um, I do well, have I down here. Nope, go ahead. I think Polito did say that he, the day before he said on on Instagram live video that he was going to be playing the next day. So yeah. obviously that was, you know, changed plans determined by the game result. Right, but you know, and you and I were kind of texting about it. Like, part of me was like, "Why not throw him in?" You know, no pressure. Yeah. We're down four to one. Go out there, and you know. But at the same time, you don't want to get re-injured in a pointless game. But exactly, you know, there's something That's... to be said of like, "Hey, make your debut," but there's no pressure on you. Like, we're losing four to one. This game, we're getting blown out. Just go out there and see if you can play. See if yeah. you can do it. You know, that's true. But maybe I don't know. I'm okay with it. I mean, yeah, I I, I get both sides. I'd rather see him. Not play though. Yeah, I could. Uh, I I I agree with that. Um, Jake Davis did make his season debut. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was nice. He looked decent. I mean, he didn't really yeah. get a whole lot of playing time, but he looked he looked decent. Um, I would agree. One thing I did have down here, we did text about it a little bit. Perhaps it is our lack of research at the beginning of the season. Maybe that's it. I'm not really sure. But my note simply just says, "Who the hell is Luis Flores?" <laughs> I have no idea who that is. He made his MLS debut uh, at forward for us. I have no idea who that is. I did not know he was on our team. That's yeah. probably, you know, 
You're never supposed to admit your downfalls when you do a podcast. <laughs> but yeah, no, we're new at this. I totally missed that one. I have no idea who that is. But honestly, yeah. he looked he looked interesting. He looked pretty he, decent. He was very interesting. Agreed. Um, uh, and he, yeah, he he made some interesting plays. He did, you know, he did some decent stuff. Um, especially considering you know what he was playing because he he's a midfielder by trade. Uh, but he was put in for the uh, you know for the forward spot, so it was a interesting, uh, interesting spot to see him in, and he did pretty well. Yeah, he's uh, he's fast. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he never stops running, which uh, granted, yeah. that's probably you know Peter basically handed him an MLS debut and was like, here you go. Yeah, exactly. So he had to do the, do his best, and he, he just never stopped running. And honestly, when he has the ball, he looks like he has decent technical skills. Like on the mm-hmm. ball, his passing, his dribbling—it looked pretty decent. We didn't get a whole lot of look at him, but you know, right. from what we did see, it it looked pretty good. So, mm-hmm. uh, Luis, I know you're a listener. I do apologize for not knowing, having any idea who you are, but now, now we do. Also, I think I don't know because I'm looking on MLS site right now, and it's got his name as Danny Flores. So okay, I so don't. That's know. a name I've heard before. I have heard that name before, but I wonder if the broadcast didn't have a different name, like a nickname thing or something. That could have been it. I don't know. Because yeah, either way, I heard him say Luis Flores, and I was like, "Who the hell is yeah. that?" Yeah, but no, Danny Flores, I've at least I've at least heard that name. I've never seen him play, but I've at least heard the name. Right. Yeah, I remember him. I remember Danny Flores, but I, I remember hearing Luis Flores and being very confused. Well. We'll blame um, uh, Apple TV. For yeah, for sure. Yeah, Danny Flores was a 20-year-old midfielder, signs um, back in January, it looks like. So. All right, well, he's fast. So Yeah, we got him from the Union, Philadelphia Union's youth, oh, okay. youth system. So, Well, speaking of the Philadelphia Union, yeah, weird transition. Let's move into our MVPs. <laughs> okay. Uh, Logan, who is your, yeah, I don't know how to ask this. Who's your mm. MVP of our 4-1 crushing at home <laughs> to s- by Seattle? I mean, by default, I guess it goes to Willie Agata. I mean, he opened his account. He scored the one goal. It looked, it was a good goal. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't anything to complain about. So, by default, I guess it goes to him. But not by any merit of his own, but more just he scored the one goal in a 4-1 loss. Sure. Uh, so, Well, you put more thought into it than I did. Uh, my MVP was the center official because he finally blew the whistle. Yeah. And and ended it. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, he had, he had his own issues during the game and, you mm-hmm. know, as every single match does. But you know what? Sure. He ended our misery, so he gets my MVP. Yeah. So who's your uh, MVP, your not valuable player? Who were you not impressed with? Well, um, I believe this man gave us absolutely no choice. Um, it is a name that is now going to have been mentioned many weeks in a row. Uh, ben Sweat. I mean, you had, uh, I mean, you and I, I mean, text. we were texting whenever he got his first yellow card. And I know you were a bit more on the questionable side. For me, I believe that is a clear yellow. Um, in my opinion, he was late. It was aggressive. It was reckless. Um, I think it met every criteria for the yellow. So for me, clear yellow on the first. But even if you don't necessarily agree with the first, 
you still have to know you're on a yellow. And that second one was just reckless. It was such a bad, dumb play for somebody who's playing on a yellow. And so for me, I mean, my MVP, it's, it's clear it's Ben Sweat. He was, he was the worst player on the field before he left, and then he left and just made it worse. So That's fair. Uh, I like that one. Uh, I used him uh, a little bit later, so I didn't use him here. Sure. Uh, my, sure. my MVP was uh, Mr. John Paulskamp. We've we've That's kind fair. of our we've kind of already touched on it. Uh, he mm-hmm. just kind of looked like he wasn't ready for that much pressure. Um, he did learn quickly on that cross, like I said later. Mm-hmm. He had another one, and he did come out. Um, yeah, I just don't think his he has the same reaction time as Timmy does, or did at least. I guess we don't really know uh, where mm-hmm. Timmy's sitting right now. Um, yeah. And it just seemed like once he kind of got flustered, it just seemed to get a little bit worse and worse. I agree. That is one thing I've noticed about John Paul Scamp is he is very emotional. Um, and I mean, you want you want a player who's who cares and is passionate, but at the same time, he gets a bit too much, and I think he needs to rein back emotions sometimes. Yeah, um, I I just think like that is kind of, and you and I have discussed at length both on and off podcast about mm-hmm. Paul Scamp versus Timmy, but. Uh, this was a great example of why I prefer Timmy out there because I think his reactions are just a little quicker. Um, mm-hmm. But that comes with the fact, to your point, that Pulse Camp is younger, he's less experienced. And mm-hmm. yes, we need to get those kind of experience. We need to get him experience because that's that's how Timmy became so quick with reflexes mm-hmm. and yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But it's mm-hmm. I just think it's kind of a time and a place kind of thing. And uh, you know, granted, we probably still lose this game if Timmy's in goal. If good Timmy, again, we don't know what Timmy we're working with right now. Yeah. Um, but if if our normal old Timmy is back in the net, we probably still lose this game. But I could say it's probably, I, I say for sure it's probably at least three to one, if not two to one. Yeah. Um, but you know, we'll never know. That's that's kind of a kind of the fun of it. But yeah, for sure. I think uh, if anything, this game showed that the. Uh, that the conversation between uh, who's your goalkeeper is not as over as a lot of people think it is. <laughs> um, Maybe. I, Especially when you look at who we've played so far. Like, this mm-hmm. was the first really good team that we've played so far. Yeah. And we Agreed. got our ass kicked, and Pulse Camp looked not great. He looked like he is not quite ready to be in those mm-hmm. kind of games full-time, you know? Yeah, it's fair. only one, so maybe that gets better. Uh, this weekend will be a pretty good test of that. Yeah, very um, true. But let's uh, let's transition here so we don't get too off track, and we'll look sure. at you. Got any uh, best of the rest? Any games that you were really impressed by this week? I mean, I, obviously looking down the score sheet, the biggest uh, score call it's Columbus's six one win over Atlanta. Uh, I mean, Atlanta was. Uh, in, in near the top in a lot of people's power rankings as well as they were near the top of the supporters shield standings um so atlanta is no sh- no slouch whatsoever uh so the fact that columbus beat them 6-1 is very impressive especially since uh you know we're we're not really sure we're, what we're going to get from columbus this year but they seem to be impressing so far so that's kind of the big one for me uh the um the Chicago Miami game three two, that was a a very entertaining game. I, I kind of got to watch highlights of that one. That was just a really really good game. It, it was entertaining all the way through. Uh, and then the last one for me, 
St. Louis continues their incredible run, uh, 4-0 win over Real Salt Lake, which anytime Real Salt Lake loses is a good day. Um, so St. Louis with another impressive win, building a, a pretty incredible resume. I mean, let's be honest, they are well shattering every expectation of them this year. So, Very nice. Uh, I had pretty much the same ones down. Um, sure. The I mean six one over Atlanta, who is very impressive of a team, is yeah. that's a big win. Um, the Chicago Fire over Miami game was cool. Uh, it was a great game to watch. Uh, Chicago actually scored first two goals, mm-hmm. uh, and then Miami scored in stoppage time of the first half, and then in the seventy sixth minute to get the tie. And then uh, Chicago answered back. Our old friend Kai Kamara. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that. That that's who actually scored Kai for Kamara. them in the 92nd minute in stoppage time mm-hmm. for a game winner. Yep. So that that <sighs> game was that game was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and then just two others that I put down because we always like to look at these. Uh, Austin had a draw one one against Colorado. So Colorado mm-hmm. finally scored. I don't remember if they scored mm-hmm. last week. I didn't even look it up. But <laughs> um, and then Houston they win again. That's just just I just wrote boo next to that because mm-hmm. you know. But at least RSL lost. That they did. So. All right, Logan, uh, let's, uh, well, before we get into everyone's favorite thing, let's remind them very quickly, Twitter, PTW underscore pod. I did do some researching this week, searching from different computers. When I searched PTW underscore pod, it is popping up now, so I almost wonder if it was just because nobody had searched it yet. Right. Uh, But now some people are are, uh, searching it, and we have gotten a few new followers over the last couple weeks, uh, so that has been... That's been pretty cool to see. I like seeing. I get notifications every time we get a new follower, so I look forward to the day I can turn those notifications off because they get annoying. <laughs> so, For sure. um, if you guys will search PTW underscore Pod on Twitter, give us a follow. That'd be great. If you want to follow us on Facebook, Paint the Wall Podcast is what you search for on Facebook. Uh, also, give us ratings; it would really help. Yep. Uh, anyway, let's go into our good, bad, and ugly. Logan, hit me with your good. I'm curious. Hit me with your good. Yeah, I mean the good for me. I. I Best team, best result of the week is Columbus. Um, you know, you know, beating Atlanta six one. That's that's deserving of the most prestigious Logan Good Award of the of the week. So good, good for them. I like it. Uh, my good was something totally different until about five minutes before you <laughs> said, "Hey, ready to record?" <laughs> and then I changed it because I was on Twitter. Okay. Twitter can be a bad place. But I was on Twitter, and I saw a video from uh, Blue Testament editor uh, Chad Smith. Okay. Who shared a video of Mr. Gotti Kinda. Oh. practice today, practicing with Johnny and Polito. Oh. And he looked good. So that's my good, is Gotti Kinda practicing today with Polito and Johnny. I was going to send it to you, but then I was like, you text me right after I saw it, and I was like, nope, this will be better. <laughs> There's no way he's seen this yet. No, I have not. That is exciting to see for yeah. sure. So we uh, hopefully that means we're getting Gotti back soon. Um, yeah. Oh, another note that I didn't mention earlier, so I'll just throw it in here because it's also good. Sure. Um, Danny Rosero. Uh-huh. is with the team. Uh, he yes. arrived, I, I think it was late Sunday, early Monday. Um, mm-hmm. But he is here. He's with the team. He should be eligible yep. Saturday. It doesn't mean he'll play because he may not you know, be right. team ready, even though he should be fit because he was playing before this. It's not like he hasn't been playing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, but he practiced here. with the team today, right? I believe he did, yeah. 
I think they posted on Facebook that he was uh, in the on the practice field. So that's good to see for sure. Yeah. So those are my two goods. Um, I got a couple more, nice. but we'll get into those when we do our preview here in a minute. So give me your bad. What did you not like from this week? Um, I mean, there is there is a lot to not like in the in the week. Um, but I mean, for me, it's it's our back line. I mean, the, the back four of Sporting Kansas City's defense was just bad all around. There wasn't really many positives that came from it. Um, and so for me, they're the bad and I mean, ugly performance. So pretty simple. I like that. My bad. I wrote Ben Sweat. I have nothing further. Your honor. Court is adjourned. Court is adjourned. Let me get your ugly. What did you think was ugly this week in the MLS? Yeah. Well, I believe you and I are both going to have the same ugly, um, which this week I'm perfectly fine with it. Um, And my ugly is the combination of Peter Vermees and Jake Reed. I am... I have been on the... I am no longer impressed with Peter Vermees' train for quite a while now. Um, And... I am willing to go public with this, that I think Peter Vermees needs to go. I do not think that he's the right coach for this team. Like you alluded to earlier in the, in the episode, this is um, you know a coach that is unwilling to change his ways. He is stuck in the way that he does things, and unfortunately that's resulting in losses because we cannot adapt. Our team plays exactly the same way we've done it for 10 years, and we will probably continue to do so for the next five years that he is under contract. On the same token, Jake Reed, he cannot build a team that can compete in the MLS. Uh, he is continuing to get players that fit the same mold. And then even when we do get new players, we get exciting players. They don't make it onto the roster because Peter Vermees, um, you know, only is willing to use the players that are sporting fit and that meet the mold of the players that he wants to. And that usually results in old, slow players continuing to make the roster leaving new, young, exciting players to go off to other teams and have success. So I am a, I want PV gone. I want Jake Reed gone. It's I'm just not, I'm not happy with him anymore. All right. Well, you said you thought that we would have the same ugly this week and we do not. I could no. not agree. I could not disagree with you stronger. Okay. 100% disagree with you on that. Okay. Um, because we have like five starters that are injured. So okay. I think it's I think it's really hard to judge Peter's ability to run this team when this isn't our team. Like this isn't our starting team okay. that we will have. Mm-hmm. Um, I think on paper at least when we get all these starters back, we uh, to me when I look at this on paper if everybody plays like they should, I think we're going to have probably one of the strongest teams in the league mm. when we get everybody back and get them healthy, which is starting to happen. Um, okay. I also think Jake Reed not being able to go out and get people. Uh, Eric Tommy, Willie Gata, Danny Rosero. Those are, those are just the last three, you know, mm-hmm. and they're all two of them are starters now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're still waiting on end of season Willie Gata to show back up. Um, I personally mm-hmm. think end of season Eric Tommy started the season this year. He's been pretty mm-hmm. much one of our only bright stars, but uh, he doesn't have anybody around him really 
helping him. So right. Um, but I think once we get, you know, once we get uh, Gotti Kinda in, so that Roger doesn't have to start anymore, mm-hmm. we can have Felipe coming off the bench. Um, also, Roger, if we need him, you know, we get Alan Polito back, we get Johnny Russell back, full strength. He's already come back. I mean, I think this team, you know, is going to look completely different uh, coming here in the next couple months. Um, okay. And I will very quickly. I can I can elaborate on a little bit more that I have uh, for you on that on that realm here in a minute, but I'll tell you my ugly. It's very, very yes. simple, very quick. Uh, I wrote, Ben Sweat, I again have nothing further. <laughs> He's sure. my bad and my ugly. That was just pathetic, and yeah, I'm, I'm done with Ben Sweat. He can go play for Colorado for all I care. Sure. Um, so transitioning into next week, we've got Philly in Philly. Um, we got some... Predictions for that, but like I said, I'll elaborate on a little bit more. One thing I forgot to mention in the beginning, but I think now can be a good a good time to mention it because we do have some players coming back in. Mm-hmm. Um, are you familiar with Seattle? Uh, yeah, I've heard of them, yes. Sure. Um, so they won their first MLS Cup in 2016. Are you familiar? Yes. Where? Do you remember that season at all? Uh, not really. It was before I started being an MLS fan. Sure, 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 sure. Um, I barely remember it, uh, but I went back and looked it up so I could have a little bit more. I don't have specific numbers because I didn't look that far into it. Uh, But Mm -hmm. their season basically started the same as ours is right now. They didn't get hot until June. They didn't Mm -hmm. get healthy until June. Mm -hmm. And then in June, they started winning games. They started winning lots of games. They they worked their way all the way back up to fourth. They entered the playoffs in fourth, and they Mm -hmm. were... Hot when it mattered, rode it all the way to an MLS Cup, won their first MLS Cup. Yeah. I tell you that because my point is it's only March, about to be April. I get that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, we're looking at a team right now that is not performing, not playing well, a coach mm-hmm. who we are getting very frustrated with the way that he's running this team. Mm-hmm. But we also have to look at what we have coming in here in the next few months. Yeah, he's being real, real selective on when he plays people. But I think it's because he also understands that our season for sure, but also the future of this particular team relies on these guys being able to come back and be healthy. So if we rush them back and they just get injured again, then we're SOL. I don't know what we're going to do at left back this particular game. Maybe Caden Pierre gets some work. But, you know, I think think once we get healthy – and we start getting into the later bits of the season. We're going to start winning. We're going to start scoring tons of goals. We're going to be where mm-hmm. we thought we were going to be, and we'll be in the playoffs. And hopefully, we just get hot when it matters. And I I do get that, and I I do understand that you know now is not the time to panic. Um, part of this boils over from last year. I mean, I uh, was already very unhappy with with uh, Peter Vermees last year, um, and so. I wanted him gone last year, and I still, I still do. I just, I don't think he's the right coach for us anymore. And I love Peter Vermees. I love what he's done for this program. But at the end of the day, uh, I think he is no longer the right fit. Now, to your point, I do understand that you know we've got players out, but the good teams, they don't make those excuses. They don't take these ugly losses when they're missing a few guys. They find ways to win games. We talk about Seattle missing several key players. They still went and figured out how to play, how to win games. They game plan appropriately, 
and they went out and won. I mean, we talked before the game about how, you know, yeah, they don't have um, Rudy Diaz, but they are still scary. And they were because they know how to game plan properly. They know how to play around the team that they have. And if we look at the players we're missing, we're missing um, Alan Polito, which when Willie got is in form, he is as good as the Alan Polito we've had ever since he's gotten here. Uh, the way Willie got or got to finish last year is just as good as Polito's played all season. Um, we have got or um, we have Gotti Kinda, who let's be real, we've got right now we've got a better version of the field on the field with Eric Tommy. Um, we're missing Johnny. Johnny is probably the biggest miss we're missing right now as far as a starting 11 roster um at the end of the day we're not missing that much from a good competitive starting 11 but i do not think we have the pieces to be able to compete i think we have not put together a team nor do i think peter vermes knows how to utilize the team that's on the field properly to win games that's fair um I do think it's important to remember that uh, you're right. Seattle f- has some injuries and had a few a few key guys out, and they were able to get a big win this week. Um, but they played a team with five starters out with injury. Again, you it's know, it's you look at it you go back matter. last week. Last week, zero zero LAFC. Week before that, they lost to Cincinnati. Week before mm-hmm. that, they beat RSL, and the week before that, they beat Colorado. But those two teams aren't very good. Sure. So you know. I just think we're not we're not the team that that we that we are going to be here in a couple months. And to your point, yeah, I do think Eric Tommy is a better version of Gotti Kinda. Um and we do already have him out there. But Gotti Kinda's not playing for Eric Tommy. Gotti Kinda will come in for Roger. And Gotti Kinda is a lot better than Roger. Sure. I would take Gotti over Roger any day. And so you're telling me we can put Gotti and Eric Tommy on the same field? That's crazy, on paper. Yeah. Again, we got to see if how it, it works. They've never played together, but right again, if it happens, because yeah, Peter Vermees, Peter Vermees is gonna start Roger Espinosa and Graham Zusi because they've been bent, you know, just staples in this club for the last ten years. And I love both of those guys, but they are old and slow. And Graham Zusi, as incredible of a player as he is, even still, when he has his bad games, they are not good games. True, so, but I, I just don't think we have any basis to show if he's gonna sh- if he's gonna start Roger over Gotti because it's never it's never happened. We played sure. Gotti we played Gotti with Roger because we didn't have sure. Eric Tommy. We went and got Eric Tommy mm-hmm. because Gotti was injured. Mm-hmm. This uh, this will be the first time that they're on the same team or yeah on the same team at the same time, both eligible to play. Mm-hmm. And I do think we end up with Eric Tommy and Gotti, um, and Roger coming off the bench if we need him. But we also mm-hmm. got Felipe, and we've also got Cam Duke, who have both been getting plenty of playing time. Um, Listen, I I very much hope I am wrong here. I just don't think I don't think I am. Well, I guess only one way to tell. Mm-hmm. Only one way to tell. Wait and see, and you're not allowed to celebrate the cup when we win it this year. <laughs> oh, that's not true. Uh, what do you think this week going into Philly? Um. I mean, I'm nervous. I mean, I, I don't see any reason to be positive about it, uh, especially especially if uh, Johnny or Polito or I guess maybe Gotti make the, don't make the starting lineup. Uh, if we don't have somebody back in the starting lineup, I don't see any reason to be positive. So uh, 
I say 3-1 Philadelphia. All right, I'm kind of along the same lines. I do think uh, we're going to – I think we will definitely see Johnny. I don't know if he'll start. Who really knows? Um, Mm -hmm. But, I I mean, he played last week, so why wouldn't he play this week? Uh, Right. So I think we definitely see him. Um, I hope we see Polito because we're playing a better team, so I'd like to see Polito, and I think we will. Mm -hmm. I think the plan was to let him make his comeback at home, but at this point we're playing a tough team on the road, so – I think we'll see Polito. I don't know that we'll see Gotti yet. This is the first practice video I've seen from him all all year, oh. so I'm sure yeah. he may be a little bit out. Maybe he'll be on the bench. Hopefully, I'm wrong, but I'm going with two one Philly. I'm going with two okay. to, two to one Philly. Um, sure. And quick point update: I am on the board. Yes, you are. Finally, got a point. One point. I didn't get the score right, uh, but I got the winner right. So I'm at one. You're at zero. Good job. No faith in this team. <laughs> All right, well, again, uh, we appreciate you guys listening. If you guys yeah. will look us up here on Twitter, PTW underscore pod, Facebook, Paint the Wall podcast. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, I've gotten some listener feedback and stuff. Uh, some guys here locally that have sent me some stuff. I apologize to the uh, Front Range Sporting SC group uh, that sent me some stuff. I didn't get a chance to read any of it on air. Um, I apologize, um, but keep sending it to me. I love reading it. I'll share it with Logan like I usually do, and we love reading this kind of stuff. So we love feedback. We appreciate it. Yep. Logan? Absolutely. You have Steve. a good week, sir. You too. 